Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. This is just to let you know that the Cinema Catch-Up Club has an official Patreon page. If you'd like to become an official member of the club and get some bonus goodies, including early access material and bonus features only available to our patrons, then please join up at patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast. And now for this week's episode. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week... It's an in-memoriam episode! Oh. I said that way too cheerily. Um, <laughs> Terry, Gee, it's a double in-memoriam. Yes, yes it is. Uh, nominally, the reason we're here is Terry Jones uh, of Monty Python fame. Sadly passed away last month at the age of 77, so we thought we'd watch one of the films uh, that he directed. Uh, now, we've already covered Life of Brian, so we uh, can't do that one again. So instead, we've decided to review one of his later films, uh, 1989's Eric the Viking. And joining me to review Eric the Viking, we have, as always, someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's the Divinal Zone, Michael DeGrasse! <laughs> Hello there, Stephen Platt. Uh, impeccable impression, as always. <laughs> yes. uh, how, how are you, Michael? I'm fine. Excellent. How are you? I'm brilliant. But, Good. But I've not joined the actual Divinals uh, as, as, no. a, as a no, band well, I member. I haven't really either. Well, you sort of have. Uh, yeah, actually... Yeah, I probably have. Yeah, yes. Yes. I guess so. The guitarist is there. Mm-hmm. He's 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 part of it. He wrote all the songs. He did. Although maybe I don't know. I don't know. There might be an argument about that one, but I, you know, he wrote all the songs. But objectively, not all the boys in town are in the Divinals. It's a fine line between. Yeah, I got it. Excellent. Well, Whee! that's exciting. Uh, what else is exciting is you've not seen Eric the Viking. No, I have not. But the movie is the same age as my car, and my car is struggling to reverse, so I bet it's held up well. We're going to watch this backwards, mm. so that helps. Just despite me. This tea is hot. You've made a hot tea. Thank you. you. I am a hot tea. It was my nickname in high school. Hot yeah. <laughs> she is the hot tea. She is Tiga Mulvaney. Hi. Miss how, me. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. How good. many is this one? 23. Yeah, and, uh, if you do two more, uh, you get a, I, when you complete the punch Commemorative card. mug? I was going to say you get a free haircut, but, but yes, let's go with commemorative mug. Good. Because that's what you shouted. I'd probably prefer a haircut. No, it's, it's the mug now. Yeah, it's mug now. I've got a mug out. full of commemorative hair? Yes, yes. That's Actually, um, I think the haircut is you get an undercut, mm-hmm. but you also shave CCUC in the back of it. That's, that's exactly what it is. And the bat <laughs> symbol. And Hello, everybody. I'm Stephen Platt. It's perfect. Stephen Platt, you put it, my hair in a uh, Stephen Platt. That's what it is. There we go. You get, the, you, get, you get the Stephen Platt. I'll, I've, got to, I've got to learn how to do Platt hair now, but I will. Tegan. Yes. You have seen Eric the Viking. Oh, so many times. So I, I've also not seen this, um, which I, I know is seems Ridiculous. off. Um, but I read the books when I was younger, or specifically the, the main Eric the Viking book. It wasn't until um, this was suggested as being the Terry Jones uh, tribute film that i went hang on a second and had a quick look and he wrote the the book as well that, that this film is based off i loved them as a kid i remember reading as like a six seven year old and thinking these books are great so so what what can we expect from from the from the film version um it's very late 80s as far as you know yeah exactly Ding. Mm-hmm. um if you know what i mean by that like you know it's that kind of it's funny but it's a bit dumb. Mm. It's not the greatest film, but it's very endearing. Um, I st- it's it's got beautiful people. It's got like um, Tim McKinnery in it mm. and John Cleese and wait, Tim? You mean from Blackadder? Yeah, he's in Is it. Is that how you say his last name? That's how I say it. How would you McInerney. say McInerney? North to McInerney, Ford. Yeah, the Ford, the, the Ford place. <laughs> no, it's it? Mac. It's McKinnery. Oh, well, I think go. that's how mm. I say it. Interesting uh, side note, the guy from the Divinals, Mark McEntee. 
not McKenty. Oh. oh. There you go. There we go. Ties it in nicely. It absolutely doesn't, but I'll take <laughs> well, it. Well, it's McInerney. <laughs> McKin- McEnty. Mc- oh, it's always said Tim McInerney. Maybe it is McInerney. Oh, t- well, let's look it up. We'll find out. We will. I'm sure Stephen Platt knows the answer. I don't, but I'm oh, going to look it will. up. <laughs> Dear listener, I'm going to look um, it up during the And like film. Eartha Kitt. I was, just, I was trying to think of other people. I was like, I said heaps of... So who from the Pythons is in this? Cleese and yeah. uh, Terry Jones. That's it. Back, you know, back then, you know, when I was a child, yeah. I watched Monty Python. I loved Monty Python, but I had no interest in them without all of them. Right. So like A Fish Called Wanda, mm-hmm. never saw it. And I think there was a few, I think Brazil, was that... Yeah, that's got Michael that. Palin in it, and Terry Gilliam directed that. And I was a bit like that. Jabberwocky, with... I think I never saw that one either. Yeah, I was a bit like that with like Clock Watchers and the few. There's a mm. few films out there. This is, but this is more Python-esque than the others. Okay. Um, it's got lots of silly stuff in it. This just, I don't know. When I lived in Geraldton and used to, when I was a kid, um, when dad dad worked for the main roads and he worked near the video shop and if he didn't bring me home Eric the Viking once a week I'd be real sad so that's why I've got it and then for Christmas one year I got the Eric the Viking graphic novel Mm -hmm. which was super cool Mm -hmm. and then I figured out that Terry Jones writes kids books when I was in my teen years and I had um all of the I had um Lady Cottington's Pressed Fairy Journal. Have, oh, you really? seen, have you read that? I still have that. I it's, actually have seen that. Yeah, the one where um, it's basically a girl writing a journal and she smashes fairies in it. And it's uh, Brian Freud who made all of the... the Brian Freud, sorry, who made all... Yeah, the all, Dark Crystal. Yeah, and the Labyrinth. Designs. He designed all the, yep. all the monsters. I've definitely seen that book. Um, and then they did Strange Stains and Mysterious Smells and they were these two... Like, they pretended they were scientists and that all stains and smells were actually living creatures and so they did a scientific study on them. Right. So I just had this collection of ridiculous um, Jones and Freud uh, compilations mm. and... And stuff. And um, this, this film reflects some of that ridiculousness. It's the silly. It's the kind of. It's the childish. It's that. It's like watching the goodies or watching Monty Python, that sort of thing, where there's heaps of things that are n- adult in content. Mm. Well, but like if it's the goodies, it's like excruciatingly racist. Is that what you're saying? Y- no. Because that show. It is. Is so bad. So is Monty Python, because I've been watching a lot of it oh, really? recently, and you go, oh, it's a different time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But. Um, Two of them are dead now, so well, yeah. what can you do? What can you do? And you did say that this is a double memorial. Yeah. Why? Um, Neil Innes, who oh, wrote the music for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure this is exactly what they would have wanted to be remembered with. Uh, so, all that being said, shall we watch Eric the Viking? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. The director's cut. Yes. Or you said something funny about it. Say well, it apparently, again. so I could only get my hands on the director's cut. Okay. Uh, and apparently, it's actually called the director's son's cut. Mm. And it's a little bit shorter. They got rid of some of the boring scenes. Oh. That's what I read. All right. Well, that's the version that we're watching. So for those of you at home, uh, pop in your DVDs and prepare to hit the seas as we watch Eric the Viking. Welcome back, everybody. We've just finished watching Eric the Viking. And by we, I, of course, mean Tegan Mulvaney. Hello. And Michael DeGrasse. Hello. So, Michael DeGrasse, <laughs> what did you think of Eric the Viking? That was your first time watching it. Okay. Before I say anything, when, we, uh, when Tegan and I did Drop Dead Fred, I was very cautious that it was a very important movie to Tegan. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is not as important to Tegan. It's not. I did not care for that movie at all. <laughs> okay. Holy shit, that went on and on and on and on and on. Now, it did seem to take longer than I was anticipating. My God. And it, it just, every scene could have been a third quicker. Like, it just they just could have removed the and second two thirds. dare I say, of... a third funnier? Like, it, it, yeah. does, it, it does feel as though... I feel as though that I've watched this film maybe 20 years too late. I feel yeah. like, had I been 
anywhere between the age of like I feel six like I ten. did warn you. Yeah, yeah you, you did. did. You I did. did. Mm-hmm. Like if I was aged between the age of like six and probably twelve, I would have probably gone. You know what? This film, yep. I would have loved it then, mm-hmm. and I'd be watching it now with rose tinted spectacles and going ah, yep. oh, but the brilliant tum tum ti tum tum song like all that kind of thing i don't thing. know how rosy those spectacles are but they're yeah yeah they're pretty rosy in my case like <laughs> yeah uh, but but yeah it, it it's interesting because i kind of like the clumsy style of it i i do like like when we went back and watched things like willow which is like a much more refined version yes of this i i do enjoy seeing these films from this time period where we didn't have the high high fidelity imagery or computer generated stuff and just seeing what methods were being utilized and yeah. what that those final images look like and so things like the long ship being sneezed away by the monster and just flying through the sky i yeah. was laughing at because it, yeah. it it looks funny mm. and it looks funnier than if you did that as some sort of cgi recreation yeah but this is not a great film even mm. in spite of that i i think i figured it out so, you know, everyone out there listening, I know the answer to why this movie was not good. Tell us. Tell I will us. tell you. Have you seen Legend, the Tom Cruise, Tim Curry movie? Yes. I, ha- I have not. You have not? No. Um, maybe Lady Hawk as well. Those kind of movies. That kind mm. of thing. Like Willow. Mm. And they're, they're a serious movie that has funny elements to it. This movie seems like Terry Jones has gone, I'm going to make a serious movie. But I'll feel bad if John Cleese isn't in it, and I'll probably feel bad if Tim McInerney isn't in it. So it's I guess McInerney, I should. McInerney, I was wrong. McInerney, yeah. My whole life's a lie. <laughs> and he's like, it's like he went, "Oh, they're my friends. I guess I, I guess I'll get him in there." And they dicked around mm. and made it something that it wasn't. And it seemed like if it wasn't as jokey and you know silly, it probably would have been really good. Or at least, or the opposite, or like. Hell yes. jokey and silly. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of didn't know if it was supposed to be mm. a fantasy. Because I ima- imagine that being done like Legend or even Labyrinth or mm. that era. Well, that's the thing. It's so not a kid's better. film, but it should be a kid's film. Because if it was a kid's film, they'd have license to do more mm. silly stuff. But you don't see many kids' films that open with a discussion about what rape, rape is. Yeah. Which, True. Again, which is probably the best part of the film. No, I think the best part of the film was the names in the final credits. <laughs> they were great as well. They were very good. I, 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 you know, it was really interesting and also quite confronting to have them just discussing rape so openly in mm. what seemed like a kind of comedy framing. And I, I, mm. in a sense, that felt very much like Jones's Python-esque groups where, yeah. where you've got... Um, but that was the, good writing. It was good writing and good and well performed as well. You've got this mm. Viking turning up and he can't take his pants off and she's like, you've never done a rape before, have yeah. you? Mm. Like that kind of thing. And that... Despite the um, the fact that you know, I don't think you'd have a film these days that used w- a word like rape so so flippantly. Um, that that scene worked, and it kind of set up a promise that it then didn't really deliver on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us into a false sense of security. Oh, this is going to be great. I just had a thought. I think mm. I've figured it out. Okay. Ooh. You know how when they shot uh, Holy Grail, mm. it, Jones and Gilliam fought a lot about d- directing duties and who directed it and they yeah. shared it but didn't really share it they just got shitty at each other mm. and i think that there's a lot of gilliam-esque stuff in this film uh, absolutely and before this you've got this reminds me of time bandits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which is that same kind of lolling along sort of pace but it's a bit more fun and it reminds me of Brazil. There's a bit of Brazil in there. There's well, a lot of Brazil for stuff. Yeah, that's true, with an S. Um, but yeah, I reckon, I don't know whether he's done it consciously or subconsciously, but I wonder if Gilliam's made all these incredible films. Um, this, So this would have been after Meaning of Life as yeah, well. Six years after Meaning of Life. You know, where Terry Gilliam wanted, he directed that Crimson Permanent Assurance before before you know he wanted to yeah, make his own little thing which again kind of feels like the same sort of going over the edge of the world can't yeah, yeah. i just mean like in the way it looks there's a lot yeah. of the same stylistic choices here even the dragon the dragon looks like a but, so do you, do you feel as though jones has subconsciously it, yeah. gone i'm better than gilliam mm. i'm gonna make a film yeah i mean look terry jones 
in terms of what he directed, he, he directed, solo directed Life of Brian. Like, he, yeah. he has the sole directing credit on that one, and that is uh, widely regarded as one of the best comedy films ever made. Um, so, so he has shown that he can direct a historical comedy as well. Yeah. And do it well. But it just feels as though, I, I agree uh, to an extent, that it, it almost feels as though he needed Gilliam to help him out a bit. Like, to kind of... Because they did work well together. They, you know, they co-directed um, Holy Grail, and that again is a historical comedy that mm-hmm. works quite well. Good, but they fought a lot. On they it. did, and it feels as though maybe Terry Jones maybe just didn't have as much creative feedback on it. Um, John Cleese is only in the film as a favor, uh, which we'll get to in the trivia. He was not yeah. originally cast in the film. It, it felt like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was great. Yeah, he, he played that role really well, but yeah. it's not a massive role. Yeah, I think that's just probably my thought on it was that the people that he had in it are very funny, mm. but not in this movie. He had his moments. Cleese definitely had his moments. He's so, mm. oh, yes, well, I don't know, slay him, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, just kind of... It, yeah, I think yeah. It's, it, it's disappointing because it feels like it's quite a good idea. Yeah. Comedy Vikings should work. And the other thing is, is that my memory of the books, reading them as, as a child was that I enjoyed them because they were a bit of a mix of... They were, they were humorous, but they were also mm. reasonably... Not historically accurate, but they were sort of, I suppose, historically sensible. Like, mm. there were no Vikings with horns on their helmets in this, and there yeah. weren't any of those in the books either. Like, there was some historical accuracy to the setting. But then the story that was told was fantastical. I'm pretty sure they do go over the edge of the world in, in mm. one of those stories, mm. that, that sort of thing. And it feels as though... Yeah, it's got a foot in both camps and kind of has picked the worst bits from both the serious yeah. and the childish. Um, I, I also kind of just don't buy Tim Robbins as as Eric. I think he's trying really hard, but I just don't think he's a good fit for, for that character. It needed to be super... I mean, it's an American-produced film, I think. Mm. But I wish it was super British. If, if just to pluck a python actor if it was michael palin who was eric or somebody like or that eric idol eric or eric idol, idol. <laughs> uh, er, no eric idol would have been the one that was complaining he'd have been snorry just going <laughs> oh. um uh, by the way snorry that character that worked. was great i loved snorry and i think a lot of the incidental characters work quite well i quite yeah. liked the the priest yeah, yeah. Harold, like they did they could have stopped that whole priesting earlier mm. you know him going right all the time right mm. right Right, like, I reckon he said it twenty-three or four times. Yeah, there was just some scene, or well, actually a lot of the scenes, that did not need to go as long as they did, like blowing into the horn. Yeah, you know, the first two or three people attempted to do it. Like, yeah, we we get it. I mean, it was funny when Tim Robbins's Eric couldn't blow into it, and you saw the other Vikings like pulling faces and yeah, going, "That was great. happening." You didn't need the other guy coming. You'd, up to yeah, try. you didn't need him, and you didn't need. Uh, or if he did, maybe just go. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you well, you didn't need him one. flipping out his father again. Like, that seemed yeah. to get used quite a lot with the berserk, the berserker family, I yeah. guess. And I knew that the priest was going to have a purpose in the end because they did keep pointing out that he couldn't see the same things. Mm. But actually, his purpose was completely irrelevant to that. He just went back to the boat and blew the horn. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I thought he could maybe do something, like maybe bless everybody there or, so they stop believing or, or something. Or bring the Christian god down. Yeah, exactly. Just like something, bully all the little Norse gods. Something, something relevant like to actually having him not see everything else. But no, he just went back to the boat and blew the horn. Anyone could have done that. So it was an American movie, right? So it's American produced. American produced. I think. So, mm. so none of those people were kind of known over there. Like John Cleese probably was. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they could have billed. Cleese and, and Jones as being like two ex-Pythons, but they did have Mickey Rooney. They did yeah. have Eartha Kitt. Yeah, what? so I wonder if they got them mm. and then just called in a bunch of favours from their English friends. Yeah, I mean some films can be massively unbalanced and have a cast like this and really work. And I feel like this one should have been one of them. It's, it's a little... Yeah. It, it just feels as though, yeah. Um, like, conceptually it's fun. Like, the sequence with the monster should have been more fun. But I think partly it suffers from the fact that it's not a terribly well-filmed film. Mm. Um, there's a lot of... And I don't know if that's just because we are quite blessed to have had, in the 30 years subsequent to this film being released, we've had so many great films with... Uh, or, or even not great films, but with good action set pieces or with conveying 
comedy and action at the same time. Like you, you've completely different style, but you mm. look at something like Shaun of the Dead, which yep. conveys comedy in high tension uh, with a bit of horror and lots of action. And it just feels as though this film really suffers from being a bit almost lazy in some respects, as though it's like, that shot will do. Ah, yeah. oh, we'll just have him shouting for Freya for no reason hmm. when he knows she lives in a cave. Like, that that makes sense. And also not explaining why he's going to see Freya as well. Yeah. It, it, it really just feels a bit patchwork. And it's charming, but not charming enough, I think, is kind of... Is, it, that's my issue, anyway. I just feel like they've tried to make... It should have ultimately been a kid's film. Mm, exactly. That they've tried to make an adult film by... Yeah casting certain you know people for the kitsch value and not being so blatant with the dra- like that dragon the the detail on that dragon mm. when if you for the tiny glimpses you get through the hell of a mount, hell of a heap of smoke mm. it's pretty good like it's yeah. pretty amazing but it's cartoonish mm. which would work if it was on like a kids movie like a kids PG. movie yeah. yeah or if it was like on oh. the set of do you remember Teabag? Yes, and yeah. T-shirt. Yeah, Teabag and T-shirt. I was on that set. About that show. Or even like a Python film. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like yeah, it looks like a it looks like the Gilliam Dragons mm. from the animations. Yeah. Just realized. And yeah, it's it it just misses the mark. And I feel Sorry, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, Neil's music's great. The music is really good. He did write How Sweet to Be an Idiot. Did, yeah, did he write Tum Tum Dee Dum Tum? <laughs> I think so. He was in that scene. He was, yeah. Mm. He was one of the tummers. Mm. Um, <laughs> he I, was I, one of the tears. Ah, oh, well, we'll have to go back and watch it again. Oh. Or maybe not. Um, Terry Jones's performance was fun. Uh, I know we're not saying that he did a great job of directing, but I did really like his character, yes. uh, particularly the looking around the bedroom for her <laughs> her lover who was invisible. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was really fun, just him playing with the environment and very yeah. quickly picking up things and then suspiciously looking around. I love, and, and you didn't you know. Come, I just love, why don't you come up the stairs like everybody else? There's some really gold little <laughs> mm. fun bits in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, there was definitely like, it seemed like maybe they, they came up with the joke at the beginning about, <laughs> imagine if a Viking just couldn't get his, you know, get his gear off to him. Mm. Yeah, that's that's fun. Oh, maybe we could make a movie with that scene in it. Mm. I mean, it does look like somebody looked at a costume, a yeah. co- costume like a historical art- artifact of what they wore to battle. Yeah, and when if they're meant to be raping and pillaging, a lot of this seems quite inconvenient, particularly yeah. the 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 getting your bits out bit. So yeah, yeah. Do you know the can, oldest yeah. um, graffiti ever mm-hmm. is in Scotland? Yep, and it's Viking graffiti. Oh yeah. I just think this is funnier than that movie that we just watched, mm. which I love still, but this is great. So the oldest graffiti in the world is Viking graffiti in Scotland, and it's on a rock, and it's when it's translated, it reads, Brunhilde has massive tits. I mean... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that probably... should have been in the film. That's, that's well, just great. Maybe, you know, she probably did. She probably did. One of the side storylines to this film uh, that I kind of feel, again, wasn't really working was was the blacksmiths. I love the concept Mm. behind it of, oh, Ragnarok's good for being a blacksmith, so we should go and and stop stop him achieving his goals. And I thought that was kind of an interesting storyline. But it, it kind of, it doesn't feel like it belongs in the film, though. Again, I think it, it. I may be viewing this film as being that it should be a film for children, and that feels like a storyline that you would get in a more adult film about that that betrayal. Um, yeah, I, it's whether it's needed or not, really, isn't it? I mean, Loki. Yeah. Blatantly, you know, is the troublemaker mm. character. It could have just been enough to have him go tell Half Done the Black about about it, and then have the ch- you know have the chase set in motion from there yeah i mean i, I, I love I, they keep going on about the code and i'm like is part of your the blacksmith code stooping all the women in the in the town well i mean it is if you kettle what was her name erica erica the incredibly indiscreet <laughs> that was one of the names yeah what a great character i i think 
I liked the fact that it was there just because it, it added a little bit of peril and mm. kind of like plot interest to the film. Mm. Um, it, in some ways, actually, reflecting on it, this reminded me a little bit of the Peter Jackson Hobbit films. Mm-hmm. Where you've got a whole load of ancillary second secondary characters who you have to keep around. This film at least had the decency to kill some off as we went, like yeah. leave the lucky falling out the boat and <laughs> uh, things like that. It, it's odd that you mentioned The Hobbit because when I was watching that, I was thinking I have not seen a movie that has been this slow since The Hobbit, mm. <laughs> and I gave up on The Hobbit three or four hours in, or maybe ten minutes in. I don't know. They hadn't left the building yet. Right. Please leave the building. And like this, it took them so long to leave. But mm. that scene of them all in the boat going, I don't want to sit, I don't want to sit next to him. Okay, we'll that just sit over great. there. That was very good. Yeah. And but again, it did take a long time to get to that. Mm. So by the time it got to that bit, I was like, ah. but then, well, everyone on that side's got beards. Yeah. It was good. It just took too long to get to it. It, it <laughs> did. It did. It, it, look, it, I, I think ultimately this is a film which has some good ideas. Yeah that weren't terribly well executed. Um, yeah. I, I do think that there are moments in this film that were surprisingly effective, like um, the people of High Brazil as it's sinking, just ignoring that. That that feels strangely relevant to today's um, <laughs> yes. environmental issues. It's kind of like, okay. And I did like um, King Arnold just, just going, no, no, it's all fine. I think you'll find it. It's not happening. Yes, um, that, was, that was really lovely. I also found the ending surprisingly... Um, kind of cool, like the idea of the Norse gods being children. Yeah, was, there's lots of was great high concept stuff in there that yeah. just doesn't come through really. Yeah, because that almost kind of makes sense too. I think maybe the point of Eric's story is uh, Helga, the the woman at the beginning, who's like, "Well, why why are you raping and pillaging? Don't you see you're caught in an endless cycle of this kind of nonsense?" and sets him on this quest to kind of improve himself. I think it's really interesting that all the mythology of the Vikings um, is is kind of shown to be quite childish, and ultimately the gods themselves are just children. And that I just kind of, I, that I really liked. Mm. And again, it was that thing. It was like this is really good. Why are you not in a better film? Yes. Yeah. I, mm. I think ultimately that's the that's the slight frustration with it. Well, how long did that go for? Hour of 40. Hour of 40. Yeah. So so there for were like... extra scenes in that. For, oh, yeah, because this is the director's yeah. son's I don't think, it, you know, we talked mm. about if it was shorter. Mm. I don't think so, because there seems so to be So I looked scenes. up that there was, this one is actually, it says it's the extended cut. Right. Which I thought was the director's cut, but it's not. There's the director's son's cut, which I thought this was. That one is shorter. Right. And apparently more If this was an hour 20. Yeah. Probably be fine. Yeah. What, what would you cut then? I'm, I'm giving you free reign to cut a section. Ooh. Um, I would. I wouldn't cut a section. I'd cut like you were saying. It yeah. takes ages to get to things because yeah. every section has something great in it. I would cut down the Bifrost and the Rainbow Bridge. I don't think you need much of that. Yeah. As much as they had. Um, can't remember. Is it the storm before they go over the edge? Yeah. That's it. Because yeah. you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. They're all it, yelling at each other. It's like, what? Yeah. And like, oh, what? Loki's been thrown overboard? Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. It just cool. needs to be, ah, oh, grab the rope. Do you love me? Mm. Yes. Let go. I, let go. Mm-hmm. That's all it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. And We've already established that Loki's a dickhead. And we already know that. And the blacksmith code is a thing because we've heard it seven times. And the Princess Ald is kind of into Eric and he's kind of into her. Yes. But. But he's not as into her. As a female performer, yeah. the ending, I was trying to think of it, you know, and I was like, gee, she must be real cold because she's dressed in, like she's still in Malta. Yeah. But, but you know, in Norway. And she I was thinking about that character probably because she's such a fantastic actor as well. Mm. You know, how horrible, <laughs> like, would that character's experience be? Because these idiot Vikings have come along and killed someone, she's lost her entire country, world, life. <laughs> and she's like hung it all on a man she loves who doesn't love her, but she kind of has to go with him now because, <laughs> mm. because it's all she's got. Yeah. Like, and then she ends up in Norway. <laughs> I mean, with Norway, no clothes. No, yeah, Norway can be quite beautiful. But, oh, yeah. But Norway, but no clothes. during the Viking era, with not many clothes, is probably not as fun. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, when you, you know, you, you know, sometimes you think, what happens next for these characters? Just a miserable life, I well, think, for her. Yeah. I mean, the sun's out. They, yeah. They did bring that's the sun true. back. And that's, again, weirdly poignant ending for something that felt like it should have been a kid's film. Mm. Um, but I, I think that's maybe part of the attraction for people and great creatives like Terry Jones in looking at Norse mythology because it is cool. It is one of the, I, at least it's my supposition, is that it's one of the more interesting mythologies and obviously with recent things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how those comics um, interpreted like As- Asgard as a concept and Thor and Odin, those characters. It is a really cool thing and I think you can tell some really interesting stories with it. Did, yeah, this one's just kind of cool idea but kind of just badly told is this as bad as popeye so you have not seen popeye the right. robin williams popeye yeah i it's I think been it a long time worse popeye's worse popeye had nice songs in it and had um shelly Duvall singing some cool songs <laughs> i'm just thinking because it films in malta oh was it <laughs> yeah i was okay. like this one had eartha kit in a cave it did with no patrick warburton it it had so many set pieces that looked like time bandits mm. as well. Yeah, they probably that's, just used the same things. That's what I was thinking. Isn't it a pirate, sh- um, a Viking ship in time bandits? Yes, yeah. there is. There's a ship. There's also you know when they go when they end up in the halls of Valhalla, it mm. looks like the end where they end up with the time lord mm. guy, and he turns everyone in, turns that one of the short short people into um into oh, a pig it's been so long since I've seen Time Bandits we should do Time Bandits we should it's real fun so Terry Jones is probably looking at it and going, well we've used this set before <laughs> well let's just use it again um, would you guys like some really, trivia really 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 <laughs> good to <laughs> would you guys like some trivia no, about Eric really. the Viking no alright well, surprise we'll the there is yes of course yes yes yeah I mean, I'm going to do it anyway, so regardless. <laughs> the first bit of trivia is... Tw- trivia. Is, trivia. Is, trivia. Is, the first bit of trivia. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, <laughs> sit down. we got spam, spam, trivia, trivia, spam, <laughs> toady, spam. <laughs> Let's just watch that. that that's, that's what we should have done. I've been so, watching that all week. Yeah, it's we, been wonderful. We should have just watched clips of Terry Jones from that. I'm sorry, Terry. Next time you die, we'll do this properly. Um, the first bit of trivia is something that... I've literally just discovered going through the cast list, which connects to um, this film, mm-hmm. to The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. They have a shared actor. <laughs> okay. Graham McTavish, uh, who plays one of the really tough-looking dwarves, the one that first turns up at Bilbo's house with the bold head and all the tattoos okay. and likes to headbutt people. He is in this as Dog Soldier Number 2. Okay. Ah. So there you go. Oh, one see. of the bad guys. Yeah. Oh, so you don't even see him in that because he'd have the, yeah, the, the skull mask on. on. Yeah, but there, there is a connection between this film and The Hobbit. I knew it. I knew they were the same movie. Um, so as a favour to Terry Jones, John Cleese appeared in this film replacing Jack Lemmon on short notice. <laughs> See, another American... It would have been Mickey Rooney and Jack Lemmon. Oh my God. And everyone would be like, what, was this film made in 1952? What's going on? What I love about that, that end credits is that, you know, all of the tiny insignificant characters had hilarious names and yeah. Mickey Rooney's character was... Eric's grandfather. Yeah. Like, they, they were like, nah. It doesn't matter what he's called. Yeah. Um, I, I also really liked that in those credits, um, it it acknowledged that although it's connected to the books, it's in no way based off the books because they say <laughs> the film was not based on the books by Terry Jones, brackets, but he hopes that this will boost sales, close brackets. <laughs> the, the, some great credits. Absolutely. If this had been an hour and a half of just great credits, maybe it would have done better. Um Tom Hulse, the star of Amadeus, was originally intended to play the lead part oh, of Eric. Oh, he would have been great. Wait, is he... Um, He's in Parenthood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. The bad guy. Well, not the bad he guy. He would have been... Was parent, Parenthood 88, 87? More, yes. <laughs> would have been before this, I imagine. Do you not know, what, well, that makes the Tim Robbins casting make sense because they kind of look the same. Yeah. By the time that funding was secured for this film, Hulse had decided to take a break from films to concentrate on his stage career. I don't even remember. I know that he did Armadeus and he did Parenthood, and I don't remember any other film he did. No. But they're Mm. both great films. Yeah, yeah. They are. Both good. And. Keanu Reeves is in Parenthood. Yes. And he is. Get up, um, asshole, and make me breakfast. And he's Dog Soldier 7 (laughs) in this one. (laughs) But the, the reason Armadeus should exist and always exists forever is because. 
of Last Action Hero. That's what it was just made to exist for that line in Last Action Hero. When do you remember that bit? No. When they go to the police station, <laughs> and the kid and like F. Murray Abraham is playing Schwarzenegger's sidekick, yeah. and the kid goes, "No, don't trust him. He killed Mozart." <laughs> the best line in any film ever it's so funny it's like i can't believe that the best line in an arnold schwarzenegger movie isn't by him no it's not it's by it's like that's just brilliant Mm. who even gets that line it made me laugh so much when i first saw i think i rewound it about seven times (laughs) he killed mozart it just reminded me of films that are better than this it's just it's it's not oh i could say anything right now one of the other casting options for Eric. Um, Walter Matthau? Uh, sure. <laughs> um, not, not who I've got written down. Okay, yeah. According to Michael Palin's diaries, uh, Terry Jones approached Nicolas Cage. That would have been fun. It would have been. then. So, okay, if that happened, surely they would have gone, let's not try to be a serious fantasy. Let's make this funny. And it probably would have been. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could see it. Yeah. Like, particularly Nicolas Cage from that time period. <laughs> I, I could see him... He was doing comedies then. His first movie was a comedy. The Raising, Raising Arizona. Mm. I could see him doing it. And maybe he would have been a better fit than Tim Robbins. I don't know. Tim Robbins was maybe just that... Almost a little bit too soft. Clean. He has a clean, soft face. What had yeah. he done? he done, like, Cadillac Man and... Because he was doing a lot of comic roles in Bull... Bull Durham. Bull Durham, yeah. And so he was kind of getting known as a comedy dude yeah. at that point. So it's probably why they yeah. went with him. But then that that would have ended it. <laughs> well, I think Shawshank maybe also did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That was hardly a laugh a minute. But Was it? I've never seen it. Oh, it's, yeah. there's not many jokes. No, not many. But I don't think it's meant to be a comedy. Oh. So I think we're okay. Oh, that's probably why I haven't seen it. Definitely not for kids though. <laughs> Uh, the final bit of trivia, this probably just makes us all feel a little bit better about not necessarily liking this film, because Roger Ebert also didn't like it, a oh. famous American film critic. What about Siskel? Was he happy? Uh, doesn't say what Siskel said. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, Ebert gave this movie a thumbs down, calling it, quote, an utterly worthless exercise in waste and wretched excess, uninformed by the slightest spark of humour, wit, or coherence, end quote. Wow. Mm. I don't think it was that bad. No. But I don't think he's that far off the mark. I'm a little disappointed by that. Because I really like a lot of the people in this film. And I really like a lot of the work that that particularly Terry Jones did. Well, that's probably it, mm. though. You know, like, if nobody was in this movie, mm. if this was made by someone that nobody knew, mm. you would go, yeah, well, that wasn't bad. Yeah. But it's... it's Terry Jones, it's John Cleese, it's it's all of these people that yeah. you think this can't be this bad. There there is a seal of quality that yeah. comes with those names. This yeah. is the Green Book problem all over again, Tegan. <laughs> it's that film wins best. Don't picture, compare this to Green Book. Which would you if I had to make you watch one of these films again right this. now? You'd watch this instead Absolutely. of Green Book. Okay, that's good to know. How very dare you. <laughs> um Maybe he's just in... Maybe he's not a good director. I mean, I, you look at his IMDb stuff and the only other thing that really stands out that's not Python, mm. the only other thing he's really done is Wind in the Willows, which is beautiful. Mm. But it's a kid's film and he gets to be silly. Yeah, and it does have another Python or two in there as well. Yeah, it's so. got Eric Idle. Is he in there? Yes, and... Uh, he, he's rat, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. It's and been a like, long time. Um, maybe, he, you know, there's directors out there everywhere... We've all met them in the arts who can't direct people. They put a film together, but they can't direct actors. So they put good actors in those roles Mm. who know what they're doing to make it good. Mm. You've got beautiful performances in it. All of the secondary cast and the, you know, the support cast are pretty great. Oh, yeah. They're almost more fun. There's too much distraction. It's like it'd be more fun to just have a bit of that silliness, you know, like Mm. seeing Sven and... What's his name? Thor. Oh, yeah. Thor Nag. That's his <laughs> name now. Um, you know, going at it a bit more. Mm. Oh, about Tim the grandfather being McInerney. Tim McInerney. God, I hate that. I feel like my life is a lie. Um, he, that, how fun was that, watching 
When and that moment in in um, Valhalla where they saw the grandfather, yeah, yeah, and his dad started. Oh, actually, his dad's voice that was funny. <laughs> that kind of weird, strangely deep. What did you? I can't even replicate. I it. can't remember what it was. Yeah, but um, you just know it's like me, mine. Yeah, <laughs> mud boy, yeah, dad, dad did. Like it's did his father. Just, just a voice that you shouldn't have in a film. Except for a comic, a cartoon, yeah, for a cartoon, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it was so lovely. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was there's really not much more to say about it. I am 37, and I will not watch this for at least another 37 years. So 75th birthday, we're rocking this. Let's out. Why don't we talk about our favourite Terry Jones Python things? Let's okay. talk or, about or who could have made things. Better. I don't want to talk about this film anymore. You don't want to talk about it anymore? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. I want to talk about the reason we watched this film, which mm. is Terry Jones yeah. and Neil Innes as yes. well. Um, excellent. Well, if I may start, it's it's either The Bishop, <laughs> the bishop. or just dun, 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 The Naked dun, dun. Piano Player. The, the, oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. Just the nude guy playing the piano with all the sticky up hair. That is how I choose to remember Terry Jones as he passes from this mortal coil. Look, and the character that he was in this was great. It was a really, yeah, yeah. fun character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, Nothing yeah. to worry about. Yes. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, he's, Life of Brian's my favourite of all of those. Mm. I've watched that more than probably most movies. Mm. Um, he will always be Brian's mum. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always. He's just like, I don't know. Just the, that whole, right at the very beginning of that, when the kings show up, you know, and he goes, oh, don't worry so much about them, uh, or whatever, you know, he's just... He... <laughs> <laughs> oh, just when she's confessing to Brian about the fact his father's a Roman. Roman. Yeah. Promise me the world, all the gold that I could eat. Like, just... <laughs> it, 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 he was yeah. a ro- Roman. Roman. Yeah, where do you think you get that nose from? Like, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, Brian, Brian's mother is a Beautifully, beautifully performed character. Yes. And absolutely yes. fan dubby dozy. What about you, Tegan? Uh he wrote he wrote that um you know the Yorkshire sketch where the The, the Four Yorkshiremen? No, not the Four Yorkshiremen, the one where the son comes back from my from, from oh, being a to coal be a, miner. He wants to be a miner. Yeah, and, and the dad's like I've had wizard. I've had more gala luncheons and you've had hot dinners when he's because the dad's an actor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's right, yeah, because... London it, wasn't good enough for you, eh? You had to go poncing off to Barnsley. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Tungsten carbine drills! <laughs> that one is yeah. incredible. She's yeah. the mum in that one. And... <laughs> um, he wrote this song that I've only just recently heard, and it it's called the Traffic Light Song. <gasps> yes! It's I love so the Traffic Light good. Song. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. But only when, when they're, they're green. <laughs> <laughs> Not when they are red. Yeah. And then it ends with Sometimes they are orange. <laughs> oh my god, that Is he did he write I'm so worried yes, about the my hair falling out <laughs> and the state of the world today. Mm. Which is the one in the Live at the Hollywood Bowl, I think it's Live at the Hollywood Bowl, where he's kind of hanging from the ceiling? That's, I've got two legs from my hips to the ground, and when I move them, they walk around, and when I lift them, they climb the stairs, and when I shave them, they ain't got hairs, I've got... Oh, no. (laughs) He blows up, doesn't he? Yeah. No, and then there's that, never... Never never be rude rude to an Arab. We won't sing that one. No, no. Yeah, no, look, yeah. That's probably a wise choice. Yeah. I love him as the mum in um, The Meaning of Life. You know, the, um, oh, the mum of all the kids. Yeah. 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 There's another baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be remiss if we didn't mention, um, obviously, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Yeah, of boy. course. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's mm-hmm. probably the thing that will be most remembered for. The Naked Hermit as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the, on the, is that him on the hill with the oh, big beard? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, there's that... I also noticed in this this movie that we were supposed to be talking about, um, the whole with the big crowds in um, all saying the same thing. It's yeah. very yes, we are all individuals. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> very. Mm. That I'm, used I, to be on my Tinder profile. 
when I use Tinder. <laughs> what? Yes, we're all individuals. I'm not. <laughs> Didn't you have a line from Spaceballs on your yeah, Tinder Yeah, um, what's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. Chicken. Yeah, it's just a comedy hit if you, if you were swiping right there. <laughs> well, I figured if you knew what it was, then we can have a date. That's a good starting point. Because if you don't know what it is and you're like, lol, at your tagline, I'm like, go eat the fish you just caught that's in your picture. Um, is everyone still hungry? Yeah. yeah. Would you like a waffle thin mint? <laughs> yes. Oh, of course. Thin. Oh, burger yeah. bucket. I'm going to throw up. Wrong. Wait, is that him as well? That's him. Whee! We absolutely have to mention, yes, Mr. Creosote. Um, mm-hmm. Just, again, just just yeah. that whole <laughs> character is lovely. And of course... Um, and he went wherever I did go. <laughs> It's a better bit. Ooh, it's a fishy, bit. fishy, 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 fishy. Who, who's the one who goes, isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? That's Eric Idle. But, okay, so I've got the actual record, like an album of it. And it's different to the version from Meaning of Life. Okay. So in the Meaning of Life, is it Eric Idle? Yes. yes. Well, you both seem very sure of yourselves. We are, I am adamant okay. because he You're wrote adamant. that song. I am adamant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stand and deliver. And of course, the Bedivere. That's the one I keep oh, remembering. Oh, yes. Just, uh, Vich me my largest skills. <laughs> so, Terry Jones, um, <laughs> great comedian. This film wasn't great, and we're very sorry about that, but we do need to score Eric the Viking. Mm. Uh, Michael, this was your first great time watching Great music, Neil Innes. Yes, um, yes, great music, Neil Innes. Um, tagging along on this in memory. Pity there was no pom, 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 pom. <laughs> but there was a tum Was that from tum. Teabag and T-shirt? No, that's from Puddle Lane. Puddle Lane, okay. And that was Neil Innes. That's Neil Innes, yeah. He was the Puddle Lane guy. He was. I can see that it's now. The wizard, yeah. Pom, 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 pom. Oh my God, I haven't seen that since the 80s. Love that show. Then I can see his face. I'm like, that is him. Yeah. What score would you give Eric <laughs> the Viking out of 10, Michael? Um, Well, out of a tum, 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 tea, tum, tea, tum, tum, I'd probably just give it a tum tea. So maybe two. Really? <laughs> yeah, two tea syllables. <laughs> that's great. Um, all right. That's, yeah. that's low. That's uh, very low. What about yourself, Tegan? Um, I'm going to give it five garroted <laughs> Norse men <laughs> out of ten. Mm. I was going to do tum-tums as well. Uh, so I, I had to change that quickly. That's the only memorable moment for me. I love that. I do love it when that guy goes... Oh, thank you. You can have both <laughs> if you want. I love you. Oh, head, I was actually also thinking of giving it one head-butting a dragon's tooth. That's see, isn't it, see, I, I agree. It's sh- shocking, and it watching it then I was like, this is really shocking. This mm. film, but it has these moments yeah. through. It. I just go, I if this if these were sketches, yeah. They'd be bloody brilliant. It did seem like it was a lot of sketches yeah. that could have been really good yeah. one-off sketches. And it ended up being ultimately quite sketchy in the in-between yeah. parts. Yeah. Look, I didn't particularly love it, but I can also see myself maybe watching this again in a few years' time and kind of going, oh, yeah, the 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 tum-ti-tum, the, or yeah. the, oh, you know, the, the ship flying through the air. You know, the, there are fun elements to this. Um, but it, it isn't. It, it doesn't stand up to where it doesn't stand up like other films from the time period, and mm. I, I think it is a real shame. So I'm going to give it four um, surprise sudden vomits out of ten. <laughs> that was good. That was. sleep. Yeah. That. I think you know when people watch other films of this era and they go, "I didn't like that. It was boring," mm. and it's a good film, like. Legend or Willow or yeah. Time Bandits, those films. Just make them watch this. Yeah. And so they know what the comparison <laughs> is, yeah. That brings us to the end of this uh, In Memoriam episode. Oh! Uh, so long, Terry Jones. We barely knew you. Uh, but um, thank you very much for listening in. And thank you very much, Michael and Tegan, for joining us on this episode. You are welcome. You are indeed welcome. We have a Facebook page. Uh, you can like that for more additional information. I like Facebook page. <laughs> 
We also have a Patreon. I like Patreon. <laughs> Where you can become an official member and get special bonus goodies. And of course, you can subscribe to us. I like subscriptions. Whether it's on iTunes. I like iTunes. SoundCloud. I like Soundy Cloud. Spotify. Uh, I like Spotify. Or whatever service you wish to use. Or whatever service you you wish. (laughs) Uh, But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. I love saying goodbye. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, for a special treat uh, tonight or today or whenever you are listening, Stephen Platt is going to do a spoken word version of a Terry Jones song called I Like Traffic Lights. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Platt. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights, no matter where they've been. I like traffic lights. 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 lights. But only when they're green. This is our part. He likes traffic lights. He likes traffic lights. He likes traffic lights. No matter where they've been. He likes traffic lights. He likes traffic lights. He likes traffic lights. But only when they're green. I like. Traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. That is what I said. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. But not when they are red. He likes traffic lights. He likes likes traffic traffic lights. lights. He likes traffic lights. He likes... Traffic lights, but not when they are red. You missed an entire verse, Tegan, and you've ruined this poem for everybody. I did. Rob, start again. <laughs> oh, no. Are we doing the whole thing? Take two, take two. Start from. Oh, I did. He likes traffic lights. He likes traffic lights. He likes traffic lights. That is what he said. He likes traffic lights. He likes traffic lights. He likes. Traffic lights, he likes traffic lights. He likes traffic lights, but not when they are red. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights, although my name's not Bamba. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I, oh God. (laughs) 